0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored. No holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya.
2: I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you?
3: Oh yeah, I'm ready for some sex with Jaya.
2: I missed you last week, D-Love.
3: Yeah, where were you?
2: Well, remember you were You were the one at the workshop that 's true. I was the one on air that 's true <laughs> today 's been another big day. I had a shoot with Playboy TV this morning, teaching a couple how to do dirty talk. It was super fun, really, really um, fun to kind of take them through the transformation. Speaking of playboy TV, my guests today are the stars of a new playboy TV show about swingers and the swinging lifestyle. D-Love and I first met them on the set of the Tyra Banks show, and then I ran into them again on the set of the Swingers show, where I was teaching erotic massage. They're super sweet and very sexy. We'll talk to Scott and Nicoletta, swingers and the founders of Cassidy.com, in just a little bit. Many of you know that I'm also in an open relationship. Now, I wouldn't categorize myself as a swinger, per se. Would you, D-Love?
3: No, I wouldn't call you a swinger. We've been around one event that was a real swinger kind of thing. Um, but we were, we really sort of stuck to ourselves and our little clan of people and were more, more voyeurs and, uh, and exhibitionists at most.
2: I think that for many people, the idea of sharing their partner with another person is like awesome. completely, is <laughs> <it's> awesome. <laughs> it's completely out of the question is what I was going to say D love. Um, <laughs> It, you know, it's always interesting when I talk to people about it because some people feel more comfortable. Like like some people – do you notice this, D-Love? Like some people are like, oh, it's oh, totally okay if I have sex with that, with that other person or my partner has sex with another person, but it's not okay if they fall in love with somebody.
3: I know. And, and like what's the sex without the love and why isn't there more than enough love to go around?
2: Or some people are like, I'm okay with the love. I'm okay if there's love and sex. Like they only want love and sex. And yet, there's right. the other people who are only okay with sensuality and not actually having intercourse. Like they're kind of like what I call poly There's all these labels for this stuff.
3: I think you're more of a poly Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm. I'm a little bit conservative yeah, in this you, field.
3: You played safe, and I think if there weren't such a thing as STDs and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. maybe things might be a little different.
2: Yeah. yeah. I have a germ. I'm, I'm germophobia.
3: That's what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. So I have some interesting facts and research for you, and I hope that our guests can share even more from their own personal experiences. So some of you might ask, well, what is swinging, if you haven't heard that term? But it's it's where a couple or a couple couples agree to get together for just sex, basically, having sexual relationship with a partner. And there's different types, which I didn't know. So you know, maybe, D-Love, you and I could be categorized as swingers. Like there's soft swinging. I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking maybe, like, we're sort of soft-swinging. We're we interested in what's going on, but wary of jumping in.
2: Right. So soft-swinging is when you, like, watch other couples maybe have sex, which I don't know, D-Love, we're into that so much. But it could also include foreplay with other people or sometimes oral sex, but it doesn't really have, like, intercourse. Right. So it's more to, like, spice the relationship up and have fun without really – too much of the jealousy issues coming up. And I think, you know, I think the big difference here with swinging and what D-Love and I experience is that we, D-Love, would you say this is accurate, that we're like open to having an ongoing loving relation, like love relationship?
3: Yeah, I think we're playing more in the communication and opening ourselves up to deep intimacy with other people. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't even have to mean sex or even sensuality intimacy is a broad span right and i'm
2: not saying one's wrong or better or i mean this is just like we're throwing out all the options because i think that so many people feel like monogamy is the only way and i'm not again i if monogamy is your choice like fantastic But some of these things could be, you know, right for you. So I just want to throw out that there's other possibilities. Um, Okay. So there's closed swinging, which I, you know, again, I didn't know all these terms existed. So closed swinging is where the partners swap, but they have sexual intercourse in separate rooms. So closed swinging is sort of like maybe you don't want to see your partner having sex if I'm explaining this right, if I'm understanding it right. But like it's okay if they do it. Does that make sense, D-Love?
3: It makes sense. I, I interpreted, uh, when I first read the term, I would interpret closed swinging, meaning it's more within a community that uh, there's you, you don't play outside that group. And if somebody comes into the group, they have to be vetted, really. And I, I would think that that would have largely to do with um, the sort of political power issues in the group like that, as well as primarily safety.
2: Well, we can ask our guests when they're on what they're... Yeah view on closed swinging is and if it's more about being closed within a group or more about like you go off in your room and I go off in my room and we don't look at each other.
3: Closing the door. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So then there's open swinging, which is like sort of like group sex, it sounds like, kind of like orgiastic, like everybody's sort of there and you can watch each other and it sounds like a big fun time. (laughs) Woohoo. So, um, you know, there's, of course, there's all kinds of really interesting history on it. You can get online and and do a little search, but um, just really interesting to read about some of the history and some of the stuff online that I found. And there actually is some research about swinging, which I, of course, being the sex geek that I am, got really into. So. They, there was research done. Um, there's been they've been doing research since like the 1960s. And one study was based on an internet questionnaire, which um, asked people to talk about their relationship when they uh, after being coming swingers. And 60 percent of the people who filled out the survey said that swinging had improved their relationship, and only 1.7 said swinging made their relationship less happy. I thought that was really in- interesting, didn't don't you, D love?
3: It's remarkable.
2: Like a really high amount. Like, that surprised me I that so little people said swinging made their relationship less happy.
3: Right. Well, I think also it's a highly qualified group of people because right. nobody, very few people are going to just jump right into it. Most people are going to have some heavy thoughts about it or really realize what they're getting into, at least on some level, before they step in. And mm-hmm. to get into the community, you have to be taking some steps to change your life.
2: Right. So, so um, people said 50% of those people rated their relationship as very happy before they even became swingers. And then they became even more happy.
3: Hey. So they started
2: <laughs> in a, you know, it sounds like a lot of people started in a good relationship. Yeah. Um, so, so 90% of people in less happy relationships said swinging improved the relationship. Nice. Uh, 70% of swingers claim to have no problem with jealousy. I find that really interesting. I mean, that's a high number. That's a very high number. I think that's the biggest question we get, D-Love, is like, how do you deal with the jealousy?
3: It's the first one off almost everybody's list.
2: And, you know, I always say I kind of don't have jealousy. Right. I don't but Like, I, I don't I, have a jealous bone.
3: I have more of a take on that. You get, you'll, there are people who tweak you, but it's, I don't know if it's jealousy as much as Safety concerns again with you
2: yeah um, I, when i whenever I explain it to people, I'm like, well, that's not really jealousy, it's more just like being smart <laughs> <laughs> like don't date somebody who wants to be monogamous. It's not that I'm jealous of them it's that <laughs> it's just if they want to be monogamous, it doesn't make sense
3: yeah well
2: uh, or or don't date somebody you know who has a known s t d that's a risk factor
3: yeah that's very that that's very risky. Yeah. Um, shoot, I've lost my train of thought. You,
2: you- That's okay. So um, so women and men, they said there wasn't really significant differences between the answers of women and men, but more men actually filled out the survey. So that was interesting. Um, more men did? Yeah, more men filled out the survey than women.
3: Yeah. I think it's probably driven a bit more by men.
2: Yeah. You
3: think so? Uh-oh. I don't know. I think so. I mean, I think it's the... Be- The impetus is on the male's part, but I think women who really step into it probably get as much, if not more, satisfaction out of the situation once they get past that hurdle of jealousy and Mm -hmm. um, what they think might be triggers for them.
2: So this is interesting. More than 4 million people are swingers. That's a lot of people. I always That's think we're lot. such a, like, those people practicing non-monogamy are such a small amount of people. But if 4 million are swingers and we got a couple million people being polyamorous, we got yeah. a lot of people out there in non- non-monogamy, I think.
3: Aren't those, aren't those old numbers, too? Aren't those from a long yeah, time this, ago? Yeah, this
2: is from, like, let's see, 2010s. No, 2000. <laughs> this was from 2000.
3: Okay. Well, so
2: this is a while ago.
3: Yeah, and I bet like, that's you know, there's a lot of people that aren't in that cross-section. There's a lot more than that do it than said that they do it.
2: Right. So, um, let's see. People in a, swinging rela- in a swinging community swing for a reason. They don't swing to go out to find a new wife. I like that. Like, I think a lot of people, you know, they're not out there to find a new relationship. They're usually already happy in the relationship they are, and it's just, like, something that enhances their relationship. Right. So uh, I think one of the big things is don't start with, like, there's problems in your marriage and then go to try to swing.
3: Well, no, but even on those levels, they said that improved the relationship. The happiness. And, right. Yeah, happiness question.
2: Right, right, and, right.
3: And, and I, would, I would say along with swinging, at least if it's being done on a mentally healthy level, comes openness and communication. You get to actually reveal yourself with your partner. I think that a lot of dissatisfaction in relationships comes from people having to hide themselves
2: hide right so it people. says here swingers interviewed claim that their marriages are stronger because they don't have affairs and they don't lie to each other so i think there that goes go. kind of along yep there you go they they don't have they can be authentic
3: authentic communication
2: and i think that 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 works you know like that's what makes it work if you can't be authentic then it doesn't work yeah I'm so yeah. excited to talk to our guests today. We are going to be back with Scott and Nicoletta of Cassidy.com. And I have some questions to really pick their brains. More Me sex with when we come back.
1: Stimulating talk it gets
0: those synapses in your brain inspired really fast.
1: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Kadabra, Feel the magic happen.
1: stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain respired really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you're tuned in to sex with jaya
2: We've been talking a lot about aloe cadabra, personal lubricant. It's 95% organic, and you can ask for it at Vitamin World. Try the lavender flavor. That's, that's my favorite, I have to say. I actually just took it with me on a trip and had a lot of fun with it. So <laughs> aloe cadabra, ask for it at Vitamin World. We're back, and we are talking with our guests, Scott and Nicoletta. They are the founders of Cassidy.com. That's K-A-S-A-D-I-E. And um, they're swingers. And I'm very excited to pick their brains today. We were, I was talking with them during the break, and they were correcting me on this number because I said 4 million, that was as of 2000, but you guys have a much bigger number. What, what's the real number that you found?
4: Hi, Ms. Jaya. Um, the <laughs> number we have is um, 50 million worldwide, and we believe it's growing.
5: It's probably more than that, because in many countries, like in Italy, every neighborhood has a local swingers club, and those people aren't online. So it's probably 50 million or more that are that are online, I'd guess more like 100 or 150 million that practice non-monogamy of various wow. forms.
2: Wow. So, you know, I, sometimes I feel like we're such a small community, but we're actually out there. That's it's a, awesome. It's a big awesome. neighborhood, awesome. but it's a neighborhood. <laughs> so I want to move to Italy. What do you think, D love?
3: Uh, I've got some perfect places for us to go.
2: Yeah, D <laughs> love has traveled. Okay, so let's dive in with some questions for you guys. Um, you know, I just want to start with a little bit of the history. I find the history of the swinging lifestyle to be really fascinating. What tidbits about history? You know, when did swinging start? What kind of stuff do you guys know um, that you can throw out there about about the history?
5: Uh, modern history or ancient? <laughs> uh,
2: what, what, whatever you want to start with. <laughs> I like the ancient history, of course. I, I, I was reading something about Frankenstein and something being linked to Mary Shelley. But uh, <laughs> go ahead with whatever you know.
5: Basically, uh, the Neanderthals started swinging when uh, <laughs> there were no ownership situations of uh, of spouses. And... Uh, then of course the Greeks and the Romans perfected it with the bathhouses and uh, the orgies. It was just—it was casual. It was just—it was just sex, no big deal.
3: It was yeah. another way of saying hello.
5: It was—it was another way of saying hello. It was like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm going to go get some slave cock at the orgy. <laughs> the girls would have conversations. <laughs>
2: Uh, So, um, you know, we have so much shame in our society now, so we've come a very far away from that, obviously, but, you know, what's happening in the modern world?
5: The modern world is, sexual repression is just letting go, you know, in Europe, it's far less of a big deal than America, and it has been for some time. That's why, of course, you can go to Germany and see families all naked next to the lake together.
4: Well, that's why you married a European too, probably.
5: because <laughs> 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 you're a lot more open. Oh, well, pro-
4: you know, you we grow in Europe. You grow in a sexual environment, um, and nothing is taboo. You know, all the co- all the magazine covers have um, um, boobs like- and show skin and. Um, you know they cover the war um, scenes or magazines, and here it's the reverse. They cover the sex magazines and let all the
2: war magazines um, out mm. there for so kids. So we to see speak. more violence in America than we do sensuality or sexuality or nudity. Exactly. Yeah,
5: you yeah. Could, a, a Newsweek cover in Europe would be uh, hidden from view, whereas the uh, those here with war and guts are shown, but uh, nipples are hidden from view.
2: Right. Very interesting. So what exactly is swinging? I was reading a little bit earlier about soft swinging versus closed swinging versus open swinging. And you know, what are the different types out there? What does it mean to be a swinger?
5: Well, swing, swinging in general is consensual non-monogamy. Mm. So there's an
2: agreement that you're going to enter into this.
5: It, it is, uh, is an agreement between in a committed relationship – that you are not monogamous, that you will have other sexual partners, and that in swinging, in that it's just sex. Uh, in a like a polyamorous relationship, it would be uh, a lot of times you may not be monogamous with one person, obviously, but there's an emotional commitment or something that takes it beyond that and so i'd say poly like polyamory is a step beyond swinging In swinging it's just casual sex sex Mm -hmm. non-monogamous sex with other people besides your uh, partner
2: we were talking about closed swinging and d love thought it meant that it it means that you're you're like a small group of people who are all together but does it it the other definition I read was that you go off into separate rooms. Is that correct?
5: No, the clo- a closed swinging situation would be where you have a an exclusive relationship with say another couple and you only swap partners with that other couple and that's it and nobody ever plays with anyone else anywhere ever. Mm-hmm. That would be a, a closed relationship or it could be, you know, two other couples or something. Some uh, agreed-upon group, Uh, if you're going to other rooms, we just call that playing separately.
2: Okay, playing separately. And then open swinging is where it's open for pretty much anybody. It's not like a selected group of uh, another couple or something like that, right? Right, that's
5: where you can go to a party.
4: But it's still discriminate. It's not, you know, a lot of times people think that open swinging means you go and have sex with anybody, but mm-hmm. you still have to have a connection and there is flirtation going on. It's not just the entrant or Roman first person you see, you go and have sex with. Right.
5: There's no indiscriminate sex. You got to have a connection with somebody. <laughs> right.
2: like, yeah. I found that out for me. You know, that was a really important piece is having that connection. I, I needed to have like a love connection, which is why I choose more of like a polyamorous situation. Mm-hmm. But Okay so, th- so we've got soft swinging we've got closed swinging we've got open swinging what about like hard swinging what is there a hard swinging because that wasn't one of the things listed
5: no a common a common the most common in the swinging lifestyle is soft swap versus full swap full and, swap uh, full swap means that you will have uh, sex with somebody vaginal penetration okay if you won't have vaginal penetration, then that is grouped into what's called a soft swap bucket. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, those are really terrible terms because we know full swap couples who refuse to kiss other people. We know soft swap couples who uh, think anal sex is just fine, but no vaginal sex. Mm-hmm. So is soft swap, is it girl-girl only? Is it girl-guy? Is it only touching? Is it oral sex, but not regular sex? Is it anal sex, but not vaginal sex? How do you define soft-swap? And so loosely, it just means you won't have vaginal sex, but uh, it's really difficult to nail down what a soft-swap person will or won't do
2: just like it is with polyamory, that you have to come up with your own agreements. Like, what are you okay with? What feels okay? You know, where do you spend your time? In this case, where do you touch each other's genitals or put your genitals or (laughs) put your mouths? You know, having those agreements and those boundaries sounds like you make it up as you go.
4: And it is a process, you know, when you start in the swinging lifestyle, you may just um, be into girls, or um i'm talking for you know for other girls obviously uh-huh. um and it's it's a process it's a you grow as a couple and you, you may become full swap, but it's not a competition you you just do whatever feels good comfortable to you and what mm-hmm. enhances your relationship because that's why at the end of the day you're here and and doing and, and swinging
3: Mm -hmm. Would you uh, say that the majority of the communities that you come in contact with are primarily, uh, uh, define themselves as heterosexual, or is it a full blend?
5: Bisexual? Most girls in the swinging lifestyle are bisexual. I'd guess probably 70% of them are bi-curious, bi-comfortable, or or bisexual.
4: It is a (laughs) female-driven lifestyle.
5: Really? It's a female-driven
2: lifestyle? Yes. Oh, absolutely. See, D-Love and I had this debate, because D-Love was like, oh, no, I think more men get into it. And I'm like, I don't know, I think women.
5: Oh, God. Guys, there's a, it's, always a pro, it's often a problem, actually, with especially new couples that come into the lifestyle. About 60% of the time, 65% of the time, it's the woman who's led the couple into the lifestyle, not the guy. And even wow. in situations where it is the guy that led it in, the girls, once they relax, they have a great time and love it. And the guys often backpedal and go, oh, "I don't know if I can do this."
2: Wow. Right.
4: That's I awesome. A, I had a situation like that last night at um, Girls Uncorked, where the um, one of my girlfriends came to me and she's like, "How do I get my husband into the lifestyle? I love it, but I don't know how, what to do." She's like, help, help.
2: Oh, <laughs> So I, you know, I see that a lot too. Um, oftentimes, it's like sometimes the guy wants to get into it, but then the girl gets into it, and then she loves it, and he doesn't necessarily like it as much. So it's just interesting how all these little things come up and how do we deal with them? And I get those questions a lot from couples that I work with. Um, so we have to take a break, um, which time goes so fast on this show all the time. But when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about, um, who are the people who participate? Why do they get involved and how somebody might get involved in this kind of lifestyle? You know, for those people listening, I get this question all the time of like, I want to open up a relationship. How do I start? So when we get back, we will pick more of your brains, of Scott and Nicoletta's brains. And they have a website. You can go check it out. Found- they're the founders of Cassidy.com. And go there. Check it out. It's a great community. We'll talk more about that as the show moves along. Until then... Keep listening because we're going to have lots of great tips for you if you're interested in a lifestyle such as this, or just interested in more about what is this? What are these crazy people doing? Uh, more sex Vagia when we return. News, News.
1: Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples
0: Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya.
2: The a wonderful opportunity to teach erotic massage on the set of the new Playboy TV show, Swingers. It was wonderful to work with such amazing, open people. If you want to learn how to touch and give your partner amazing pleasure, be sure to check out RedHotTouch.com and my book and DVD series. That's RedHotTouch.com. All right. So we are back. We're talking with Scott and Nicoletta of Cassidy.com. And we're talking about swinging. And so I want to know what kind of people participate in this. I know that there's a lot of stigma around, okay, swingers are sort of like the 70s or something or they're, you know, like there's a, there's a stigma about what it means to be a swinger, but what have you found, you know, who are, who are the people who are swinging?
5: Oh yeah. It's mostly really old, creepy, ugly people.
2: That's why we do it. No, it's
3: not.
4: It's everybody, you know, hot, young, uh, very well-educated, um, city-type people, or everybody finds the lifestyle really attractive because so, we're so in the market. So, you guys have age. your
2: website, and have you found there's just people from all over the world?
4: We we have literally members from all over the world. Um, it's it's more developed. We find it in Europe actually than in um, in America, mm-hmm. but it's growing every day here too.
5: Wow! Although well, the site the site is far bigger in America. That's our primary market. We're wow. just starting to open up in Europe and uh, and other places.
3: Mm-hmm. And that was that pun intentional.
2: You're opening <laughs> up in other places. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> every, uh, so, everyone for, you
5: can imi- imagine, it stretches across every socioeconomic uh, divide. There are uh, most people who have adrenaline junkie jobs like cops and firemen. Of course, there's a lot of swingers there. But there's also lawyers and doctors and flight attendants and teachers and preachers and royalty and celebrities and you name it. Uh, You can't talk about any segment or any group that doesn't have people in it who are in the swinging lifestyle.
3: Mm -hmm. So do you get to make kind of like the golf course? Maybe we can sell this to business people because maybe you guys make business deals while having sex with other people?
5: It's been done.
2: (laughs) I'm sure you've That's heard of the bonobo monkeys <laughs> and how they negotiate using sex. So here's a new model for business. We can all negotiate using sex. So so speaking of that, how if somebody's listening out there, and I get this question a lot, like how do I open my relationship? So I actually had a guy just write to me and say, you know, I, my wife and I, we've been together. We've already had a monogamous relationship. How do we open our relationship? So for people who want to get involved, how do they do that?
5: The, the best thing about the swinging lifestyle, and without question the most difficult and challenging thing for couples, is that it requires an unprecedented level of communication as mm-hmm. a couple. So to get into it, you need to have a conversation about sex as a couple. First, right. hey, what do you think about this? What, what are your sexual fantasies? What do, you, what do you like? What do you not like? Uh, are there things you would like that you haven't had? And mm-hmm. you'll be surprised if you can be communicate honestly and openly where that conversation will go.
2: So it's about really opening the door.
5: Yes, to to a discussion, flat out, frank, honest conversation.
2: And so, how would people meet other swingers if they want to get involved? Do they go to a club? Do they go online? Both. How how they go they to meet? your website, which is. <laughs>
4: they go they go to cassidy dot com uh-huh. <laughs> and look for parties in their area and then um,
5: cassidy with a k <laughs> and
4: it's it really the best way is to find the the clubs in your area and or different parties and <clears throat> go to different um events and you know see what you're comfortable with first watch meet people really. The lifestyle is about mostly about making friendships. People come in for the sex, but stay for the friendships. So don't think that you'll go to a party and automatically you'll have sex. That yeah, doesn't necessarily happen, but you have to get out there and meet people.
5: Good baby steps would be joining, joining Cassidy and reading the forums and looking at other people's profiles and just getting a feel for things. You don't have to be proactive and go out and do anything. There's no risk. You and right. You and your husband can sit and, uh, look at a computer screen and read people's profiles, read what they've written, look at the photos, and it won't be, it'll be minutes before you're going, oh my god, they seem so normal. Oh my god, they're just like us. (laughs) <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. yeah you know i even find that can be a fun erotic thing like even if you're not necessarily thinking about opening your relationship but you just want like a sort of a fantasy game like go to go to a site like cassidy.com and you start looking at other people's profiles and just imagining that you're going to go meet them that's how i started in this whole thing
5: yeah great way to start very it's non-threatening uh, what if we swapped with another open. couple
2: and so we got online and we just started looking at other couples' profiles who were interested in like, swapping. And it was such a turn-on. I mean, that's all we did for years <laughs> was just use that as an erotic turn-on, <laughs> the idea of doing it. And, do you uh, find and, that and with other couples, that that's what people do?
5: And a lot of people, that's probably as far as they take it. Mm-hmm. And that's great.
2: So then what about the risk? So I am a germaphobe. I acknowledge it. I'm totally there with, I'm so afraid of STDs and all that stuff. And so it makes it hard on D-Love because he has to go through a whole process of checking out people (laughs) before he has any kind of interaction.
3: They have Um, to bring a docket of their sexual history and every (laughs) STD potentiality that may be flowing around in their system. So how do we get Jaya past that if if she wants to jump into swinging?
5: Well, it's it's anything else. There's a (laughs) risk-reward trade-off. The thing to realize is that everyone, all the couples, are adults. Most are parents. You know, they're not a bunch of kids just running around sleeping with anybody and everybody. They are busy working professionals. They care about their health. And the result is that everyone is pretty cautious and only engages in safe sex anyhow. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about an affluent, educated group of uh, people, which is what most swingers are. So the reality is the incidence of STD is incredibly low.
2: It's just surprising politics. because I think the myth out there is, like, the more you have sex, the more at risk you are. But I know people who, like, the first time they had sex, they got an STD. And it had nothing to do with the amount of sex they were having. It was just who they were choosing to have sex with.
4: Well, there is also the rule that you have protected sex. And, it. You, I mean, you kind of, you're careful who you, you go play with. You know, we don't go and ask for the medical <laughs> file, uh-huh. um, but, you know, somebody who has young kids and, is, you know, they're very well-educated and, um, you you know, the chances are they don't have diseases.
5: They, uh, about a year, year and a half ago, the Denver Department of Health uh, had an uh, outbreak, I guess it was epidemic proportions of syphilis in Denver, and they decided that perhaps swingers were contributing to it, so they brought the mobile testing lab down to Sugar House, which is one of the local swinger clubs there, and tested anybody who wanted to be tested, which, of course, a group of swingers are all like, hey, free STD test, great, count us in. Right. So everyone in the club wound up getting tested, and a week and a half later, the director called Scotty, the owner of Sugar House, into the council meeting, and said this was the first time in the history of Denver Health that a subject group tested 100% negative across all STDs.
3: Wow.
2: Crazy. So there's something to, to say about education and the people who are educated and take sexuality into their own hands that they're practicing safer sex as opposed to maybe the people who aren't as educated about it. Do you think that that's true?
5: Safer sex and more discriminate sex.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Like, oh, I'm not going to just have sex with this person. It's because I get to have sex, which if you're, you know, uh, 18 or 20 and horny or whatever, you might do that. But when you're in your late 20s, 30s, or 40s, you're going, yeah, this person, uh, we're turned on by them mentally as well as physically. Uh, they're like us, and they're going to be like you, and that's generally clean and safe.
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what so, about the more,
3: sorry, go ahead, do what, love? If, what about the more hidden uh, STDs? Like, I mean, A- HIV is hidden, but like um, uh, HPV, which supposedly can't be tested for in men, um, any statistics on the rate of rates of HPV within the swing community?
5: No statistics at all, none that we know of.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one's anyone. a hard one. That I think that's the hardest one for me. Is like, okay, this one's a little scary because I don't know where it's at, and maybe I just have to start trusting. Maybe that's it. Well, it,
5: it's being selective, and the first part is just going out and being social. You don't have to have sex with people just because you go to a party. As a matter of fact, most people who go to a swingers party don't have sex. Mm-hmm. So. The, I think you know, that the there's a lot of myths that we're breaking today,
2: which is really important. You know, like the myth that oh, everybody in the S- in the swing community has STDs, or if you go to a swing party, you have to have sex, or you know, swingers are sort of these older, kind of creepy people. So, yeah, exactly. oh
4: no. <laughs> 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 well, you, you you've been on the show. Uh, you saw you know all the hotties on the show, and yeah. it's it's it represents the reality. It's it's a young crowd.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, we're we're exploring this and breaking down what people think about it. And so, I always I love to mi- break myths and I also love to help people with their shame around sexuality. And I think that swinging – like when I worked with you guys on the Playboy show, I was like, oh, what a refreshing group of people because there just wasn't that layer of shame about your sexuality. And I just absolutely love that. And everybody that I know as a swinger. They're like the sweetest, most amazing people. So um, I think you guys are an awesome group. When we get back, we are going to share some of the benefits of being a swinger and a little bit more about what is Cassidy.com. I want to hear more about what's going on with what you guys are doing, Scott and Nicoletta at Cassidy.com. So more Sex with Jaya when we return.
1: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll free right now at 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Aloe Cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra, Feel the magic happen.
1: Stimulating talk it gets those
0: synapses in your brain inspired really
1: fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call one 866 472 That's one 866 472 Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now, back to Sex with Jaya.
2: We're back. We're talking with Scott and Nicoletta at Cassidy.com. They are swingers, and we're exploring just the fun of the lifestyle, what it's about, how you can get involved, but what are some of the benefits of being a swinger? So I know, know getting to explore my sexuality and my sensuality in new ways outside of the traditional norms is always fun, but I would love to hear from Scott and Nicoletta, what do you see are some of the benefits of your lifestyle?
4: We communicate I mean. a lot now and with communication comes happiness, I believe.
2: Mm. So better we communication. Don't, we don't
4: hide anything. We don't cheat on each other. Uh, you know, swingers have a much lower rate of divorce compared to uh, Vanilla's mm. general population. So it's, it's really one of the best um, things that could happen in our relationship, it's swinging.
2: Mm. And what about people who are bi curious? Do you find that this is a, a beneficial lifestyle for them? Absolutely. It, I, I'm i bi comfortable and
5: bi furious. Well, I'm bi comfortable <laughs>
4: No, I'm bi furious sometimes. <laughs> 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 but I, started, I started bi curious. <laughs> and, um, you know i grew from there and yes i'm bi furious now <laughs> What's not Me- to like when meaning you see that you love it i love it yeah <laughs> yes um and it's a very safe place to to explore your sexuality to like like you mentioned
2: mhm so exploring more and learning about your sexual interests and then what about well the, the main the main
5: thing is just sexual mismatch or incompatibility or imbalance between desires is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, problem uh, that causes relationships, marriages, and other relationships to fail. Mm -hmm. So if you give an outlet to those desires and needs, then suddenly it's no longer a weight on the relationship. And everybody's happy and satisfied sexually, while at the same time still happy as can be in the relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really awesome. And and you guys talked on about something too, which is making lots of new friends. It sounds like a community and a in a network for making you know social social friends.
5: Oh yeah, we can't tell you how many people come up to us all the time from places and say, "I lived in." Las Vegas, or Los Angeles, or Miami, or Boston, or wherever. i lived here for the past eight years. And in the three months since I've been in a sw- been in the swinging lifestyle, I've made more friends and more genuine friends than I've made eight years in this city.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I think people appreciate like... the authenticity. That it's That's a really not important thing. you
4: know, when you see somebody naked, you can't lie to them anymore. (laughs) And after you had sex with them, you definitely cannot lie to them. (laughs) So
2: So let's talk a little bit about your website. And, you know, why did you create the site and what have you seen it do over these last few years?
5: Well, we came up with the name Cassidy, first of all, because we didn't want something that's like Mm swingers.com. Nobody would wear that on a T-shirt. Nobody would... Really want that on a credit card statement. So we came up with Cassidy because it's a hot, fun girl's name. And the lifestyle is female centric, so we wanted something people could associate the brand to. And then we just respelled it K A S I D I E using the K instead of the C because it was a fun twist on it. Mm-hmm. And we built it because you have Facebook, which is great for connecting with your family, with your PTA, with your kids' soccer team, with your church, or whatever, but not really a good outlet for your sexual desires or preferences or relationships. And by creating Cassidy as kind of a Facebook for swingers, it gives you a place to go for and a community to to be part of for this part of your life.
2: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And so what have you seen, how have you seen it grow over the years, and what do you think's happening out there in the, the social network of the Cassidy world?
5: <laughs> Nicoletta?
2: Well, we
4: really launched the site uh, a year and a half ago, so we're still pretty new, and we're growing tremendously. Um, and- Did I lose Nicoletta? It's very, it's growing a lot all across America. We have members uh, both on East Coast and West Coast and uh, branching out in Canada and Mexico now. So it's, we see a huge um, um,
2: growth across the country right now. Wow. And so when someone goes to your site, what kind of things are they going to find? I, I know I get email messages every now and then from people because um, mm-hmm. I, I have a membership to the site. Mm-hmm. And What other things are people going to find there?
5: Well, they're going to find, a, of course, a lot of profiles, very detailed profiles as to what people like. They describe who they are in free form. They describe what they're looking for in free form, and then there's a, a large amount of what they like, both individually for the guy and the girl, because people are sexually different. And everything from BDSM to fetishes to oral sex to, "I don't like sex, I like to just watch, or I like mm-hmm. to just be watched. I'm exhibitionist or whatever. All of those things can be set in the profile. So that's the best thing, because especially since there's unlimited photo albums and unlimited photos, People really have fun with that. But there's Mm -hmm. also forums that are extensive and lively. There is your wall that you can write what you're doing or what your thoughts are. You can comment on other people's walls. There's just a lot going on. It's a very vibrant, very alive site. And And all the parties. Oh, and all the parties. Yeah, we have over 400 parties just around the United States that different clubs and party promoters have posted.
2: Awesome. 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 So in parting, we only have a few minutes. If you were going to tell somebody who has a lot of sexual shame, if you were going to help them sort of overcome their shame and break free of that, what would you tell them? I'm popping this right question down. on you. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say write, write down what, what kind of a sexual person you are, write down what your fantasies and desires are, write down what you're not happy with. And make that list in private and mm. look at it, think about it, and then hopefully summon, summon the courage to share that list with your significant other. Mm. That, to me, is the first step. You certainly shouldn't jump into the swinging lifestyle. That, <laughs> that's uh, way, way too much for somebody who is still trying to figure themselves out sexually.
2: Mm. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Nicoletta, did you have anything? We just have like a minute left you just have to uh, i think and of yeah. course
5: and of course the people should go to an expert like Jayan.
2: yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you
4: but you also have to see who you are as a person and then kind of um push the boundary or experiment with different things and see what you enjoy or don't enjoy and then come back and look um
2: you know look at things with different eyes mm mm-hmm. mm and uh one of the things that I love, I just appreciate so much your openness and your, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today about your lifestyle and in sharing this, but I just really appreciate people who are in this Community, their level of authenticity, their level of openness, and how willing they are to, you know, to break free of our sexual taboos, our shame, and to really explore something that I think really enhances their lives. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for putting out the Cassidy site. I really recommend people to go there, check it out, Cassidy.com. It's with a K. And um, check out what what they have going on. Just if you want to look, if you're curious, it could be like a fun little erotic game over the weekend to play with your partner even if you're practicing monogamy i mean it's just it's just fun to check things out and then put a little spice into things so i've had a great time on sex with jaya and sex with scott and sex with nicoletta and sex with d love oh, thank you uh, well, <laughs> it's definitely been a group experience today here on the show i've enjoyed sex with jaya have you
3: i've enjoyed sex with jaya absolutely
2: yeah baby